0: Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us for the discipleship class today. Mm -hmm. Um, Today, we are studying from the book Testimonies for the Church, Volume 1, and we're on Chapter 82, Patent Rights. This is a very short chapter, so it'll give you a chance if you have sunshine where you are uh, after the class to uh, get out and do some walking or just get out in nature today. Mm -hmm. Um, Chapter 82 of testimonies for the church volume one all right um let's pray dear kind gracious loving heavenly father we thank you for another day for bringing us safely through another week for another sabbath lord and as we open up the study uh this lesson study today i pray that you would send your holy spirit to open up our understanding and lead us into all truth in jesus and thank you for all those that are joining in jesus name we pray amen amen All right, Uh, this chapter is entitled patent rights. And um, she starts off this uh, chapter saying that, she starts off this chapter saying that many of our brethren involve themselves by engaging in new Um, enterprises which look flattering but in a short time they find themselves disappointed and their means are gone which should have been used to support their families and advance the cause of present truth then comes remorse regret and self-reproach and some conscientious ones cast away their confidence and lose their spiritual enjoyment and in consequence of mental distress their heart also suffers so it sounds like she's talking about people that are quick to, they hear a scheme and they're quick to jump on it. They hear this scheme, they hear about that scheme, and they're quick to get involved in it. Uh, and specifically, I guess this is talking about patents and how someone has come up with something that seems great and it's going to be the, the, big, the next big new thing. And then it turns out to flop because what people think may not necessarily always be what people
1: want. Any comments about that? Well, you know, Sister Karen, that reminds you of that shark tank. I said, I mean, that. I mean, I know, I've, I may have seen it one time, and I said I don't really care for it because, you know, you got people out there saying this is what I want you to invest in, but there's no guarantee. I said, as Christians, if we invest in God, there's a guarantee there that you know, God is saying, you know, put the kingdom of God first and you're going to have everything you need. But like I said, when I seen that shark tank thing, I'm like, you want, these people are begging for you to invest in them, but there's no guarantee that they're going to be able to sell these products. You know, you do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, you, it's a wimp. Either it's going to make it or yes. it's not. Yes,
0: okay. yes, yes. And it's so funny because they say that a lot of businesses fail in the first five years because people just in their own minds, they think that, oh, I want to do this and this is going to be successful automatically and people are going to love my idea and they're going to patronize me and they're going to do uh, come and spend their money on my product or whatever the case may be. And they haven't done any, they haven't really vetted the thing. They haven't really done their homework to see, you know, where is there a need in the marketplace and. Then beyond that, what's the best geographical location, all that stuff that comes into play when you're trying to uh, 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 open a, a successful business. Uh, we watched a, a program uh, this week. Uh, it was uh, about restaurants. And um, this uh, man, well, this man and this woman, I don't know, I think they were family members. They owned a, rest, they, they won a restaurant some kind of way. They won it. And they had never had any restaurant experience, anything at all. And they were running this restaurant and it was failing. So they have this guy come in that knows how to uh, rescue restaurants. And he came in and he, he he said, well, first of all, your menu's all wrong. He said, because you're buying frozen food and then trying to resell that to people. You need, you need fresh food. And he showed them some fresh food re- fresh food recipes. And then he said, now, he said, what you were paying for the frozen food, now you're paying a dollar or something for these other fresh items that you're fixing. And then you can sell them for like 10, 11, $12. So you're making a much greater profit. Whereas before you weren't making a profit. Um, so, cause you couldn't sell them beyond the price that you were paying for them, but maybe a few cents over. And then he, he, ho- he totally redesigned uh, the look of the place because it really kind of looked kind of sparse and kind of uninviting. And he totally redesigned it and it looked very nice afterwards. And uh, it, they said that the restaurant increased in business after that. So a lot of times what people think will work or, or how they think, sometimes people think, well, I've got the know how to do this and they don't. They don't have the know how to do something and so this is dealing with um, people who think that they know what they know and they don't know what they don't what they think they
2: know well I, I'm thinking too uh Karen it's a lot of uh, underlying issues here for example maybe one of the problems is greed these people are being greedy um a second problem is what you just said I don't is is that um, they don't have enough information to make it successful, mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. not actually knowing the patenting process and how expensive it is before they get involved, but not mm-hmm. educating themselves is a second thing too. But I don't know that she's saying that we should not be enterprising individuals. And try- yeah, I don't,
0: I don't, I don't get that feeling that she's saying we should not be enterprising, but, but you know, I think that it has to be with, be a smart, be as, has it, how's it go? Be wise as serpents, harmless as dove. So even in business, be wise about it. And, yeah, don't and I think just rush head on into stuff.
1: Hey y'all, how you doing? How you doing? I Hi. think she's also, I think she's also saying that don't rely on yourself, you know, not only information, but there's others that may have expertise that may be able to give you advice. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. absolutely
3: true. One of the things, too, that Patsy had pointed out there are no guarantees. The only thing guaranteed in this life is that God loves us, everything else is up for grabs. In mm. fact, so even when you're investing, they tell you if you invest in the stock market, it's written and printed everywhere you see it that past results do not guarantee present or future results. So you just basically on your own, but as was pointed out in the lesson, in the reading, that you need to do, if you invest in people who have experience and who have knowledge and who know what they're doing with this, you don't just run out there and say, oh, somebody said you can make money doing this. Yeah, you can, but you have to know what you're doing and not just rush out there thinking it's gonna be so easy. One of the things in that first paragraph at the end, it says, in consequence of mental distress, their health suffers. So then you are just bringing on all this worry and anxiety and stress, and your physical health is gonna suffer because of it, also along with your mental health.
2: Last night, uh, yesterday, my niece told me about a friend of hers who has a friend. And this friend is supposed to be getting PPE. So she's gotten a group of people together and she's showing these people who really don't PPP have
3: loans.
2: PPP loans. Mm-hmm. And um, she's showing them how to fill out the application so they can get these loans, even though they don't have businesses.
0: Mm.
2: The process of doing this, she's taking down social security numbers. She has, oh my. she's taking pictures of their, um, of their um, bank statements. You know, so now she has the numbers for the bank statements and stuff. And so, and then if they get the money, then they have to give her $5,000 and then she would show them how to make it non, what is it? Um, forgivable. 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 Hmm. Supposedly she'll show them how to make it forgivable and stuff. And I was, you know, saying to her, I was like, wait a minute. I said, she, they are going to look at this and they will decide if they are going to give them money or not. Okay. So they're not that dumb, that they're just going to give everybody this money. I see she's walking off like a family. People, she has their um, social security numbers and their bank account, bank statements. And so she's walking off with getting ready to steal these uh, IDs and stuff. So, but that that would be something that I'm thinking that Sister White is looking at. And underneath that, that right there is just basic greed. That's not about trying to help anybody. That's not even trying to build your own business. That's just basic. Mm -hmm. I want mm. for nothing. I don't really have a business, but I want to take advantage of these PPP loans. That's for businesses that are struggling. Mm.
0: Um, any any other comments on that?
3: Well, we also have. Uh, there's nothing wrong with in, investing your funds, like in the parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. Said, Jay, hey, you should have invested this money with the money changers. That's those people who know what they're doing and have." Mm-hmm. And experience, um so you really do have to look into things a lot more than people tend to we just want to hurry up and like Lakita said we get greedy and just just hurry up and give me my money and then when you lose all your money now you want to ask where was God at
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and so I, I I think the that being wise in all that we do um is paramount you know and Consulting, consulting the Lord too. I mean, first and foremost, Lord, is this something that I should get involved in? Because He knows the ends from the outs, the, the end from the beginning. So, um, and a lot of times, you know, <laughs> I say the Lord never allows us to rush ahead into danger without warning us first. We just, we just uh, ignore the the warning signs.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, my brother, he always thinks it's funny that you'll have. People who are poor, they don't have money at all. And they maybe win a lottery or win the sweepstakes or something. And he says, so this person broke his two nickels. Now, all of a sudden, they want to invest the money that they want. (laughs) Mm Because, you know, if you got $5 million, what you need to try and invest for?
0: Mm
3: -hmm. What you got and use it.
0: All right. Um, She says then that there's only uh, two more paragraphs in this chapter. So we're just going to go through them. It says in the next paragraph, those who believe the truth should practice economy, live upon plain, wholesome food, always making it a rule to live within their means. Oh, wait a minute. Just lost my page there. Uh, And she says, brethren should never engage in new enterprises without consulting them. We just said this without consulting those of experience who are good managers in temporal and spiritual matters. And by doing this, they would save themselves much perplexity. That's, that's, that's interesting because, you know, there are people who are good in temporal matters, but no good in spiritual matters. There are people who are good in spiritual matters, but no good in 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 business and that kind of thing. So she's suggesting here, find somebody who can give you counsel, who's good in both.
1: And And, you know, Sister Karen, uh, my brother, it was Jehovah Witness and back home, they never had to worry about, you know, getting loans and stuff because their members would pull together with their talents, whatever, you know, whatever, if the church needed something built, they had people that was building it or fixing it or whatever. And I think in society now we tend to, and I know I do, I try to look for church members that maybe can do, you know, some work on my house where I say, well, it's better to keep it in, you know, keep the income into, and I consider, you know, all Christian family members, but, especially, you know, doing, being an Adventist, I'd rather pay somebody that I know that's in the, you know, that's an Adventist that, you know, that I know will do the work. And it's not to say that they, I expect to pay them less or anything, but I'd rather, I'd like to know, you know, that, that, you know, that person knows and I know that they're going to do a good job because they are spiritually filled.
2: Yeah. Like in the, uh, late sixties, seventies, um, there was a the term black economics and that was to make $1 turn three or four times before it leaves the community. So instead of just taking your money and going up to Snooks, you take your money and you pay your black hairdresser, the black hairdresser might pay, you know, the corner store, the corner store might play the black, the black, um, the black um, barbershop, the barbershop may play this, pay the shoe um, fixing people. The, before the money leaves so by the time that one dollar left and it has paid all these people for all these services is the value of the money within the community was five dollars although only one dollar is leaving so that's Mm -hmm. so we could only get with the program and figure it out but i think sometimes you know i'm not going to go into that that's a whole different issue
3: Mm
2: -hmm.
3: well i think sister white hit on the Biggest problem in the American economy is people trying to live above their means. And when you do that, just say your income is 40000 a year, but now with credit cards, you can get like five credit cards with 20000 each on it. Now you're up to 140000 you know, and then you go and buy two or three cars, and then you move out to Chesterfield or somewhere with a, a $3 million house, and you still have a $40,000 salary. How are you going to pay that? You see, mm-hmm. of your means. Uh-huh. some things it's okay to invest in yeah. like a home, but you just wasting money and people still haven't figured out if they can get rid of the credit cards which you know we talk in our class if you can just get rid of those credit cards you mm-hmm. would be so much better that you will wonder why you ever didn't do this sooner
0: right. but
3: the American right. way to live on credit
0: that's true I knew this lady one time she had about 25 or 30 credit cards And so, what she would do is um, she would pay, she would use one that had credit on it to pay the Mm. other ones. She had this whole tablet that she kept so she could keep track of everything and know how much she had on the other cards that she could use to pay on the other cards.
3: Rob Mm -hmm. Peter Mm -hmm. to PayPal.
0: Right, right. And then when she when she needed another one, because her credit was outstanding, she would just get another credit card. Yeah,
3: because as long as you pay on time, they don't care how much mm-hmm. money you really have. They right.
4: just. Did
0: she ever crash and burn yet? Not that I know of. Uh-uh.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: She had she had the system down pat. Now, you know, she may have passed away by now and left debt. I don't know, but <laughs> this,
3: this was a few years ago, she left and debt. It, Her family mad at her.
0: (laughs) Well, they don't have to pay it. No, they don't
3: have to pay. But the whole thing, too, is it's just a debt trap. It's just a trick of the devil to keep people in debt because Mm -hmm. debt, you uh, have poor attitudes, you're discouraged, you're upset, you're stressed and worn out, and you don't see any way out. And that's where the devil wants you. But it's hard for people who have been living by credit to to say, okay, we're going to cut back and we're gonna sell a couple cars and we're gonna to move to a, a nice home in a safe neighborhood, but not as big of a house. People don't want to do that. You know, mm-hmm. we had people in the class that would say, yeah, I know debt is bad, but I'm gonna just spend all I can. And then when I die, it's just too bad. Mm. That's mm. how people think.
0: You know, Or or I know people that say, well, I deserve this because I work hard every day. You know? <laughs> I it's think you
3: deserve help. something for working, but something that you can afford. The whole issue is don't get things that you cannot afford. It's just a mm-hmm. thing that can happen. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and hold on. In, this, in there, is there, not, uh, um, is there not a spiritual message in that right there, what you're talking about, like living above your means? Are we not saying that we're not content with what God has provided us? And so we're going to make up for the difference that he doesn't give. Yes. Mm. That's part of it,
0: I'm sure.
3: Go to Visa and MasterCard to do what
4: God ain't doing. Mm. <laughs> I, I, think, I think about faith being a the the commerce or the 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 the, the, um, the money um, that God uses. He uses our faith. And so I mm-hmm. think about God taking us as far as our faith can take us. You just mentioned how far can your money take you? Don't, don't try to go as far as your money can take you. If you only pulling in 40,000 and you trying to go farther with that, you can't. Go where your money can take you. So, so it is with God. Go where your faith can take you. God works out for of faith because he doesn't work out for of money. He does way more than our money can do.
3: Faith is the currency of heaven.
4: Currency, that's the word.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so since you bring that up does faith ever become presumption
2: yeah i think so i think that's and i think that's another thing that she's talking about here is that we just assume that because we make a decision without the guidance of god without getting any type of counsel then we are being presumptuous you know i'm gonna just go do this and god's gonna bless me hmm
3: Yeah, it's like if I go out and I buy me a a Bugatti. <laughs> <laughs> Truth is, if I have if if say if I make thirty thousand a year, but I keep paying off my credit cards every month, I'll have an eight hundred credit score, and I can go and get stuff on credit just because I've been paying. And I get this Bugatti, and I say, "Oh, the Lord's gonna bless me." To be able to pay for this Bugatti, yeah, that's faith, right? Nah, <laughs> you,
1: just jump, you just
3: jumped off the cliff and praying for God to save you.
1: Mm. But don't, but don't you think too though? Uh, many of us who 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 don't budget very well, we have. It, it may take us a while when God is working with us. We learn to you know to trust in Him more. But those that think that God should bless them. Because you know, whatever they, they feel the need for, it's like using God as an ATM. God is not an ATM where you push in and you expect to get out.
4: But what so, about so? So, where's the phrase? What do you do with you have not because you ask not? How does that fit?
0: Or what do you do with if you delight yourselves
2: in the Lord, oh, He will yes. give you the desires of your heart. Yeah, do you do well, for that, Karen, is this is if we delight ourselves in God. He will change our our tastes. He will change what we want in our lives. That's of that. And, that, and I do believe that. And I do believe that is, um, you know, you should ask God for anything, Sister. White said ask for anything, and that's how God gets to change our desires. Because as we ask for stuff, let's say Lee says, "I want me a Bugatti." You know, Lord, give me a Bugatti. And then, you know, the Lord may show him, okay, the Bugatti. You know, the expenses for the Bugatti is, is going to cost you a lot of money. This, he's going to begin to show him, you know, hey, but this car over here is just as nice, blah, blah, blah. He can change that thing up when we put it before him if it's not what he wants for us. On the flip side, if he says, Lord, give me a Bugatti, then the Lord can show him, he, him on um, one of these little platforms like a marketplace or get more, whatever, you know, a place where, here, they got Bugatti's (laughs) on sale over here, or this man, he's so rich, he's giving away a Bugatti. God can do anything. So we put the petition before God. Don't say, well, God don't want me to have that, because now we have become God. We're making the decisions for God.
1: I think the answer to Andre's question too, it says, we have not because we ask not. I think we have to ask God's will be done when we're asking for something because God knows our hearts, and He knows what's good for us and what's not going to be good for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you want, Alvina? Okay,
2: I try not to interrupt
1: people, but y'all you just go. What
2: Alvina. Now, what I was going to say, Karen, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, seek seek the kingdom of God first,
4: and all His righteousness, righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Exactly. That's, yeah.
2: That's true. I That's think the true.
3: the whole key to what we're talking about is putting God first. Because God is, he, he's the one that gives you power to gain wealth.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: you are sincerely seeking the Lord. And God has made people wealthy, Abraham, David. Uh, Absolutely, Pharaoh. Solomon. There's Solomon, plenty of godly people have been wealthy. So it's, wealth is not evil. It's the love of wealth or the love of money that's evil. So if, if you say, you know, if you're following God and he puts it on your heart to ask for a Bugatti and then he gives you a way to get it. Because he sees that your heart is pure, your motives are clean. And he says, well, Lee, you want a Bugatti, go out there and sell a million newspapers and you can buy one. Now, if I go out there and sell a million newspapers, no problem. But if I sit at home and complain and say, Lord, you said you're going to give me a Bugatti and ain't nothing happening. Now I'm wrong. But the whole key is put God first. And as was mentioned, he'll give you the desires of your heart. And that's
0: interesting, because what you're really saying is faith without works is dead. So <laughs> don't just ask and then sit there and expect it to come to you.
4: Yeah,
3: in that sense. Yeah. When we're talking about that faith without works. And also, dead.
2: I'm going to stick with this. You know, we come to God with these raw. Half baked desires, you know, we just see it and we think it's cute and fun to have it for somebody else. So some years ago. <laughs> You know, Holly had her own little bank account, and so um, the, her savings account had hit, hit earned $1, and so she noticed it on the bank statement. She said, hey, what's this dollar for? I said, you've earned $1, and she was like, oh yeah, that's so cool, right? And I said, yeah. She said, well, we talked about interest, what it was, and you know, how I came to be on her, on her account, and so then she, uh, one day she said, uh, mom, I think I want to go buy me some, let's just say potato chips, I said, okay, we can go get some money out of your bank. And she's like, oh, okay. I said, but you now you know that's gonna do away with that one dollar interest, because once you spend that money, you've spent the interest. <laughs> and so you mm. said, ah, oh, never mind. The desire <laughs> of my heart was changed. I mm. so can change the desires of our hearts. We can bring whatever we want to God, but we must be willing, like everybody is saying to um, A, do what he tells us to do and B, you know, let it be within his will, asking him to let it be if it's in your will and be willing to let go of it if it's not in God's will.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, Andre has a story he wants to
4: tell. I um, was looking at a BMW a few years ago and uh, Karen called me one day while I was at work I worked up on the sixth floor of a 36-floor building and she called me and she said, hey, what you doing? I said, working, it was about 10.30 one day. And uh, she said, well, come downstairs. I said, come downstairs? She said, yeah, just come downstairs, I'm outside. I'm thinking, what are you doing outside? So just come on down. So I came down, I'm looking around and I didn't see her. She had to get out of this car that she had test drove for me. She brought a BMW downtown. For me to test drive. So I'm like, (laughs) what are you doing in these people's car? (laughs) So she's like, I test drove it. I want you to see it. So I get in, she moves over and we get on the highway real quick. And I go zooming down the highway. I'm like, wow, this is really, really nice. So when we pulled back up at the front of the bank building, I said, let's have a word of prayer over this car. And I started to pray about the car. And in the middle of my prayer, I said, Lord, If this car is going to take me away from you, if it's going to cause a lot of attention, unwanted attention, evil attention, I don't want it. I don't want the car. If this isn't something that you want me to have, then I don't want it. I want this only if you want to bless me with this. And when we finished with prayer, she looked at me, she said, wow, I, I was shocked by your prayer. I said, I don't want nothing. I love the car. But if it's not from God, I don't want it. I, yeah. I just don't want it. You don't know what this is going to bring. I don't have any idea what I'm going to be faced with or if I can't handle it. I don't know. And so he knows. So you still go back to, you go ask and you go seek and you not, but you ask him for his will in what you're asking for. Mm-hmm. And that's the safest way to, mm-hmm. to not obtain something you have no business with. Amen. 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 He, he he wouldn't bless you nothing you don't have no business with. What he would do that to teach you a lesson? I don't know about. Well, I don't want to be taught a lesson after I get it and have to give it back. <laughs> Tell me beforehand.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there are occasions where we, you know, we're taught to pray unceasingly, and people continue to pray for things that are going to harm them in spite of God's warnings, and then at some point He may just say, "Okay." You want to see what's going to happen. Here you go.
0: So, yeah. Yeah.
3: So you have to be That's very true.
0: careful. And then there was a saying that I used to say, and I guess I still say it is that when you take a leap of faith, you have to live there. So whatever faith got you there, out there, you got to live that same faith to stay out there. Live in obedience, live in uh, uh, um, trust in God. You know what I'm saying? It's not a one time
4: thing. It's a Right.
0: Right. He said, it's not a one-time thing. It's a subscription in faith. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. You got to subscribe to faith. You,
3: you know, know, one of the other things too, is if you're asking God for certain things in life and then they obviously could be very good things. They could be very desirable things in his will according to his will. Yeah. He might ask you to, okay, take this step of faith and do this or do that. So for example, Patsy was saying, a lot of people don't understand how to uh, manage money as well as some, I guess. That's true, but you can learn. So the Lord may be telling you, take some classes in finance, go to some of these seminars that people are showing you how to balance your checkbooks and stuff. Take a, take a, a class to improve your skills and your abilities. So as you had mentioned earlier, caring about faith without works, the Lord might want you to have it, too, but you're going to have to, uh, like my grandma used to say, put your foot in the
0: road. <laughs> 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 say that again. Put your foot in the road and what? Dave?
3: Yeah, she says, if you want to go somewhere, you got to put your foot in the road and start walking.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep keep going. One foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um And let's see. uh, Last paragraph, she says, um, brethren would better be contented with a small income and handle that little prudently rather than run risks to better their condition and suffer continual losses thereby. Mm -hmm. Some Sabbath keepers who have engaged in the sale of patent rights have traveled among their brethren to save expense and have induced them to invest their means in patent rights. Such will not be clear before God until they have made up the loss which these brethren have sustained. So basically she's saying that when you get involved in all these schemes and you, you, you pull other people into them, if they lose money because of your influence and you're getting them in it, you're going to have to repay them or you will not be clear before God. So you're going to have to make it right for them because you induced them, you influenced them, you, you, you um, persuaded them to put their money in the pot. Mm. That's interesting, isn't it? You know, there's a lot of things that, uh, and, and, and Sister White says, and she says there's a lot of things we have to learn, but she said there's more things that we have to unlearn. Mm. And, you know, when you, when you get that, and that's what's great about going through these books and this class is that you begin to understand things that, God is not pleased with or not happy about that you never even thought about, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you take those things and apply them to your life, then you're that much further down the
2: the narrow road than you were before. And I'm always, it's always annoying to me when people at church have something that they're doing. I hope I don't offend anybody, you know, let's say taking, selling Tupperware or whatever. You Know they have something that they are doing, and they're always trying to drag people into the church in the church <laughs> into this thing, and then you know, just irregardless of the person's own conviction from God, of what that person is convicted by God to do. And when they bring this into the church, and when they attempt to recruit the members of the church for those who say no, then there is animosity and um, aggravation and disunity in the body of Christ because they brought this thing in. Or if the business deal goes sour, then there is, you know, again, disunity and uh, uh, aggravation, etc. in the church. You know, so it is annoying to me that people, you know, when they bring this stuff in, it's like, you don't have a choice really. You know, you have to support them. I got to come to a party I don't want to be at, or, you know, in this, I mean, I, I, that's just my take. I know some people really like doing that, and it would be okay to invite folk, but just don't hold on to where they didn't come to my thing, and I'm not going to their prayer meeting, and, you know, mm. that kind of thing, because you mm. know... but that. Exactly.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't take it or personally. repaying, repaying evil for, with evil.
3: You know, one of the things, if you go to a financial planner or a stockbroker, somebody... They'll lay out some different op- options or opportunities for you, but they'll say, okay, which one do you want? It's your decision. Cause they don't want to end up like you just read, Karen, where they feel like now this person expect me to pay them back because I told right. them to use that. No, you right. I laid out the the information. Right. You, right. You, I don't owe you nothing.
0: Right. And that's the same I think about it, in relation to when you go in for like a surgical procedure or a medical procedure mm-hmm. and they lay out all the risks to you, make you sign something that says, you know, yeah, you understand what the risks are mm-hmm. and you're choosing to go ahead, whether it's an elective or necessary surgery. You still got to sign that piece of paper, you know, unless it's an emergency and you just not well, see, able, this is- able
2: to, but. But what she's saying is on a different level. She's not talking about our human level. That's what we do. She's saying to us, if we induce people to get involved in something, sure, we lay it all out for them, and they get involved in it at our inducement, because we did, and then if fails, then we ought to repay them the money that they invested. Yes, they made a decision. Yes, they signed some paperwork, blah, 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 blah. And even that little paperwork that they make you say at the hospital, if it goes too wrong, they're going to pay. It's, that's just the bottom line to it. So she's yeah. saying to you, in my opinion, we are to protect each other. You know, Protect each other at all costs and protect the next person better than yourself. So if you want to jump into something stupid, or well, I'm not so stupid, whatever. Don't mm-hmm. play with you because if it doesn't work out for them, the then was, you
0: are morally responsible for repaying that household the money that they lost that they as lost. a result of your influence.
2: Mm-hmm. And if yeah. you don't check this out, if you don't, the indictment is not because you did not pay the money. The indictment is against your character for having a mm-hmm. lack of compassion, a lack of care for those souls whom you have influenced. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. big thing.
0: Yes, yes, and you know, as like I said, it's like. There's levels to this, this becoming perfect as Christ is perfect. Mm -hmm. And as you peel back the levels, you begin to see things that you're like, oh, okay. So not only like you just said, it's not because you induce them. It's because now you have refused to repay them for what you induced them to do. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, it's
0: almost like who knew, you know, (laughs) you want to say who
2: knew? Yeah, and that's telling you of of your character. You know, that is on your character and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a very interesting thing. It's a short, it's a really short uh, 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 chapter, but packed with really big concepts and and, uh, more on. Yes, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Okay, well,
0: we are at the end of the chapter. Did anyone else have any other points they would like to make?
3: I think that last part uh, deserves some more investigation and research on it. Because if you okay. if you have, part? uh where we're just talking about if you induce somebody and then you have to pay them back, if you're mm-hmm. honest and above board, you know, and, and showing integrity with someone and you really think this is going to work and it doesn't, I'm not sure you have to pay them back. Like if you have a business and you say, Well, I think this is really going to work, you know, would you like to go in on it with me Mm -hmm. and you find everything and you talk to them and really Mm -hmm. uh, show them everything don't hold nothing back. And then Mm -hmm. I go in business with you and you really try and make it work and it doesn't work out. I don't think you have to pay him back.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that that sounds a little differently because now you're putting yourself on the line, your time, your talent, your treasure, what you're saying, all that stuff. Well, you're putting all of that into it what I'm saying. as opposed to someone who just comes along and they want you to invest. Now they've invested too, maybe, but not maybe just money, but they want you to invest because they're thinking they're going to get some kind of gain back from you investing, you know, in something. And they're well, going to profit by your investment or you're adding to the investment or whatever the case may be. And they didn't do anything to gain um, your portion of whatever they're going to get back out of the investment. Now I'm
1: not okay, fair- I, have, I'm not I fair- have a question. What okay. happens when somebody refers somebody to you from the church and they say they do good work and so you know you, you say okay and you you pay that person to do the work and then that person never completes the work the Who I mean, even though that person said they, you know, that they they said, you know, this person does good work, but then they don't complete the work, and you've already paid them, so you know, you you can't go back to that person and say you should trust them because they do good work because of the fact that it, you know they can't guarantee that that person is going to complete it. You know what?
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We had a person who came to our house and painted our house, did a beautiful job, absolutely gorgeous. We hired the same person a few years later to paint another house for us. It was a hot mess. It was, a, it was <laughs> terrible. So between the time that person had some work done and then that person came to you, then you know that his work may have declined or he had, may have learned that he could just scam people and nobody was going to, especially <laughs> church members, not gonna take them to court. I say, take him to court. That's what I personally would do right away. A, because I want my brother saved. And this will be the one thing that will deter him from doing that kind of foolishness again, you know, and stuff. So I definitely would take him. And I might tell the person, hey, listen, I know he did good work for you, but don't refer him no more because he, did this. he, he, he got my money.
0: But you, let me ask. But let me ask you this. Well, Likita, the Bible I was told you never not,
1: take a church member right, to court. The
0: Bible says we should not sue people of right. our of our of our uh, denomination. So then, wait a minute. Is it our denomination
2: or of our faith? All Christians, you should not sue Christians. Okay, but that's not a Christian, sweetheart. This is a liar. This is a thief. This is not a Christian. <laughs> but but Lakita, but if they did uh-huh. work for you the first time, how do you know that
0: their mental and physical abilities have not deteriorated and they just don't recognize it?
2: But right, Karen. This way they're gonna figure it out, sweetheart. This is... <laughs> they
1: not well, done I, didn't, I, I didn't take that brother to court, but he got my money and he didn't finish and he did he didn't do he didn't finish. And here, that, here, here's the thing are I would you,
2: say, Are you saying that this is a follower of God, really?
0: This is this a, is what I would say. This church. is what I would say to to, to you, Patsy, is that In a situation, even though you get a good recommendation, still vet that person, first of all, before God and ask God, you know what, should I do this? Is this this the person that I should hire for this? And then the other portion of it is have a contract with them and don't pay them all the money up front. Pay them a portion of it to get started and the balance when you're satisfied with the work at the end. So here's the thing. God still tells us, be wise as serpents. Well, wisdom says, you know what? even though they are a member of the faith, quote, unquote, still, you have to practice good business practices. And you have to not allow people to be tempted in a way that you know what, I got all my money up front. So you know what, if I don't finish it, hey, oh, well, they're not going to sue me.
1: (laughs) And see, Karen, I think that's something you have to learn, because I said, now, you know, I want a church member to do some work. And I said, but I had to learn that now because I just didn't think church members did each other like this. Well, but Patsy, let me say this. Let me say this.
0: In the church, there are people in all kinds of professions. Mm-hmm. So, we have no reason not like like right now. If I if I if my my if my grandson is sick, I can call uh Denise Johnson and say, "Hey, this is what's going on." You know, or if, 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 you know, if you have a contract, there are people in the church or uh, situations like that. You can call and say, what is the best way to proceed? You know, Lee Carroll, Lee and Lakita are, 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 are landlords. You could, you, you know what I'm saying? There are people that can give you advice if you just take the time to say, Hey, you know what? This is my situation. What do you suggest?
1: Yeah. right I well, said and, that, and that's good there are there are some really good people that give me that gives suggest now but what I what in the past I was just like oh they said you know he can do this and I was like so but I you like you said I had to pray and learn about it yeah, yeah. And
2: another thing too you guys let's just be honest uh, the pastor spoke on the wheat and terrors in the church well <laughs> uh, and so everybody for real everybody that's coming to church are not christians now i'm just a firm believer in that just because your name on the the books the role books or books whatever you want to call it you know the church role doesn't make you a christian and so i i understand completely uh patsy we're very encouraged to trust each other we're really encouraged to do that we're encouraged to just accept i hate to say it Maybe the pastors, you know, beliefs or uh, pastors who come into our life to accept what they're saying from the pulpit. You're encouraged to do this stuff, you know, and, and there, so it is difficult when you say, OK, I think I'm going to go to the Carroll for therapy. And then I take your money. Don't show up for the first second. Take your money again. Don't show up for the second session. <laughs> what kind of crap is that? Am I really a Christian? That's foolishness right there.
3: Well, you have to be careful too, because people will use the Christian name just to get you fooled. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they had the love right. on back of their truck. Mm-hmm. And right. They tell mm-hmm. you, oh, I'm a Christian contractor. Right. right. Right off. One of the things that I do right. now, people come to me and say, hey, do you know a good plumber? Do you know a good electrician, a good pipe fitter or whatever? I say, well, I got a couple names. They did good for me, but you need to check them out for yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't uh-huh. know what's
3: happened to them. They might not do a good job on yours, or it might not, they might do a good job for my standards, but not right. your standards. Right. They might change how they do it. Anything could happen. So I say mm-hmm. they did good for me, but you check them out to see right.
4: how
2: they like. and another thing right. too, is like for me, it is a lot of people, a lot of people use the Christian name. So if someone came to my office. When I was hiring people, and they the first thing people want to say is, I'm a Christian. They were getting that. Maybe there was a cup saying that God is good or whatever. They read in your office and saying what they want you to think you, I'm not even going to hire you. I'm not, I'm not hiring you to be a Christian in my office. I'm hiring you to come in here and do some work. So that kind of stuff, all this manipulation people got going on around God is just not right. And, and I just absolutely refuse just because you go to church, I cannot say that you're following God. You, right, the, you know, we actually had a
0: situation at our church where we paid somebody in full to do some work and they
2: never finished
0: <laughs> it, never finished mercy. it. Mercy, mercy. And, yeah. you know, and,
2: and this was a Christian, I think.
3: And the person's still friendly to me, I just talked to him.
2: <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. they just
2: like, ain't nothing happened.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just like nothing ever happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> Karen, you know the legal term, caveat empty.
0: Yeah. Yeah, buy, yeah. Let the absolutely. buyer beware. Absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. And so and so it goes down to being wise. Being wise, consult the Lord first. Take it to the Lord in prayer first. Then do your homework. Vet that person. Ask somebody else who who is familiar with that kind of work, and or can give you some advice on how to handle the situation, especially when you're paying money out of your pocket to somebody. Yeah.
3: And go yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Go to Better Business Bureau. They might have some info. Then to court. Check the court. <laughs> yeah, you can check court cases
4: too.
1: Yes. You know what? Okay, yeah, but you do know how how easy it is. You know for. Us church members, you know, somebody say, well, this church member can do this. And then, you know, and then you like, okay, you know, that person, you know, like you said, trusted them and maybe had them do some work before. So you just kind of pray and say, Lord, I hope they will do a good job for me, too.
3: Let me tell you, the few times that I've heard somebody say, uh, go to this church person. Then I go to them. Their prices was higher
4: than everybody else. Well, wow. Are we really just trying to
1: save money? just because we, we go to a church member. Uh, no, we're not trying to save money. Trying. We just want we want to keep the money in 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 their pockets whatever they're asking so that you you know if you were going to give that money to somebody outside to do the work, why not keep it in the family and give it to some, a family member that can do the same work?
0: I
2: just want
4: to get the job done. Mm. Uh, I don't
1: know.
2: I I, I agree with you, Petsy. And I'm I'm always in terms of African-Americans in general. If we can make this money turn more than one time in our community, then we can prosper a little bit better. And especially in the church community, that's one big thing is that we have to learn that if we unite our efforts, we can get so much more done than trying to do it by ourselves. But when you do, Amen. Stuff, like, when you do stuff like what this person did to you, then that makes you bitter. You, if you were a different person, you could, right now, hate the Seventh-day Adventist Church because you could feel like somebody set me up to, to work with this idiot and now this idiot got my money, he won't come back, My I had to pay a second time to get it done, and then I'm not allowed to sue. I don't know, that's a little bit much.
3: <laughs> and the truth is, if you are working, you know what, I used to try and go to the go pages before I hired anybody, try and find some African-Americans and that was the hardest thing to do. I went through the book, got some African-Americans, and and I know it's not everybody, but the people I hired did a terrible job, or they didn't do it at all. So then I had mm-hmm. to and say, okay, I'm going to start checking everywhere. And I started finding good people. Mm-hmm. Church people, yeah. you limit to church people, you're going to find out that they're not all doing a good job, and you're going to need to broaden your horizons on who you if I want to pay a church member extra for being a church member, so that it will stay in the church, I'll just pay the low price person and take what I saved and put it in offering. Hmm.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. All right, um, let's let's uh, go ahead and close out because we have another meeting that we have to start. Um, but Lee, where are we next week?
3: Uh, let's see. We're on. Hold on. I think it's chapter nine. Let me check.
1: Oh, I think it's chapter ten, Elder. Yeah, probably.
3: Because
1: uh, we just finished nine, didn't we? In my notes, it said we finished nine.
3: Yep, we finished nine. We're on ten. Who will be in heaven? So if you want to find out who's going to be in heaven.
1: I'm
4: going
2: to be in there. I don't need to find out. I'm going be
0: hey,
1: to, in 10,
4: to
2: 10. be Hallelujah. in there
3: next week. Amen. I'll be in the next week.
4: Hallelujah.
3: Amen. Amen. Okay. Be here next week to see if you're going to be in heaven.
4: Yeah, okay. <laughs> you find out. You tune in. How about that? Yeah.
0: All right. Um, Lee, would you close us out with prayer, please?
4: All right. Dear
3: Father, we thank you for our blessed privilege to learn more of thee, to study your word, to hear what your prophet has to say. We thank you for our discussion. We thank you for an agreeable discussion, dear Lord. And we ask and pray that you'll lead us into our truth, honor us with thy presence in all that we do. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you,
0: everyone, amen. for joining us today. Okay, bye. What minute you got to go to Karen. We will see you next week. Uh, We have a Y that we have to start. Um, Okay. And then also remember at 7 p.m. is the closing of the week of prayer and communion this evening. Amen. Amen. All
4: right. -hmm. All right. right,
0: Everybody take care. Yeah. Have a good week. Okay.